do you how do and welcome to absorb it and yellow a spongebob deep dive the podcast where i and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for spongebob squarepants we've got a guest on the podcast this week to discuss the classic episodes mermaid man and barnacle boy and pickles uh it's a little bit longer of an episode than we usually do but easily one of the best episodes we've recorded so far so without further ado let's jump into mermaid man and barnacle boy Welcome back to Absorbent and Yellow. Uh, today on the podcast, talking about Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy and Pickles, we have got uh, guest Sarah Wadka. Sarah, how are you? I am doing great. How are you, Sam? I am fantastic. A little tired, but <laughs> excited to talk about SpongeBob. Uh, so Sarah is obviously a uh, huge fan of SpongeBob. I've been super excited to have her on the podcast because uh, she was immediately one of the first people I saw in my circle um, share a deep appreciation for OG SpongeBob memes and quotes. <laughs> and yeah, Sarah, why don't you talk a little bit or tell us uh, your relationship with SpongeBob, um, mm -hmm. what it meant to you growing up and, and yeah, any other thoughts that you have on this uh, classic show? Yeah, I grew up watching SpongeBob. I mean, I'd watch it in the mornings. I'd watch it after school. Um, and it was kind of like a family thing. So, mm. um, I'd watch it with my brother and we still quote it. And then I found, um, this group of friends growing up in middle school, high school that we all, maybe, you know, high school is kind of where, okay, maybe you stopped watching SpongeBob, but for right. us, we like would quote it all the time. We had SpongeBob right. pajamas. We all like would match with and, uh -huh. um, and still quote it to this day and send each other pictures and stuff. So it became like a family thing. And then I bonded with a lot of friends over it. And now as an adult, I still bond with friends over SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it has always, I think it's a genius show. I mean, most of what you've already said on the podcast is like, it echoes what I already think is that it's just, um, it's a classic Right. And it always makes me laugh. And there's always a SpongeBob reference that's relevant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Isn't that so funny that like things from childhood, you know, you obviously love when you're a kid. And then at, for some reason, mm -hmm. middle high school, somewhere in there, it becomes like not cool to like them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then like there's a little window after that where because it's not cool, the fact that you mm -hmm. like are still referencing it becomes like niche and like, wow, that's so obscure yes. and cool or whatever. And now it's like oh, back. Like, yeah, yes. it's just so funny. Mm -hmm. I have, well, uh, my job, I work with kids too and nice. they, a lot of them are high schoolers. And so I always am like hesitant to be like, um, do you like SpongeBob? And right. a lot of them really do, which is great. That's awesome. And so we can bond over that too. <laughs> do you find what, like what kind of era of SpongeBob are they familiar with? Cause it seems to me that like, so my wife Morgan teaches high schoolers and it seems like mm -hmm. a lot of high schoolers and middle schoolers still get like season one through three references, yes. even though those are yep. literally aired before they were born. Yep. It, I found that so weird because some of the, like, I mean, when I walk in and I see some of my kids that I work with watching it, obviously it's like newer episodes that are airing on TV right now. But then when I talk with them about it, they know season one, they know season two. So it is really interesting to me um, that those, I mean, clearly they've stuck around because 
there's something different and like special right. about them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's really funny because what they quote and what they know is season one through three, essentially, which yeah. is what we grew up on. So uh-huh. yeah, that is really funny that you said that. Cause I was like, Oh, it must just be these kids. But right. I love that. Reaching Gen Z, man. <laughs> I know. It's the future. I'm glad mm-hmm. that uh, the, the best of our generation is what's being passed on to them. And, yes. you know, <laughs> the baggage of all the generations before. But and we'll oh, talk right, more yeah. about yeah memes later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just so fascinating how, like, even just organically, like, not because anyone's, like, trying to make it happen. It is just... Uh, pardon the pun, but like seasons one through three that resurface like on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's yep. some exceptions to that uh, with like chicken SpongeBob and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyway, we should get into the mm-hmm. episode. So uh, right. <laughs> we're obviously talking about Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, um, a classic episode from season mm-hmm. one. Uh, we'll open up with a sound clip uh, of a television show um, that SpongeBob and Patrick are watching on their day off together. With the ability to assemble and charge the creatures of the deep by the power of Neptune, Mermaid Man, with his young associate Barnacle Boy, fights for all creatures that live in the sea against the forces of evil. So the episode opens, uh, SpongeBob and Patrick are watching a classic Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episode. I love that it's in the art style of like uh, 1960s Batman or like it's mm-hmm. it's clearly like, you know, uh, referencing like Aquaman, um, very yeah. like DC Comics looking. Um, and I love that even like it's not even just the characters designs. But the animation in this, except for the random bad guy and the and the fish that they save, mm-hmm. everything else about the episode that they're watching like looks like it's from a different show, which I just think yes. is so funny. So, mm-hmm. uh, question for you: I said I wasn't going to ask this, but I'm curious now. And you know, <laughs> if if we go over time, maybe I'll cut it. But uh, uh, twenty thousand leagues, the segment where we um, go deeper on a character aspect of SpongeBob than you've probably ever gone before. Uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. what do you think makes um, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, such great characters on SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, there's a, I mean, there's a lot I could say, but I love the, <laughs> I love the premise of there being at least like any form of superhero in this show because it's <laughs> right. not, it's not a superhero show, but like what a fun little treat that you get to meet right. these two retired superheroes. But like the fact that they're elderly the fact that they're retired I think I mean how often do you see that maybe I I don't know I think it's a really interesting way to add like an elderly character right (laughs) um and I love I mean we can talk about this later about when Patrick's like bummer like too bad they're old (laughs) (laughs) um I I love that they're older but they're still like they still live under the sea and they're still you know they're just living their lives um but I think they add something that is unexpected in SpongeBob because I mean, even SpongeBob didn't expect them to live like in bikini bottom down right. the street from him. And they, they reoccur, which is fun. And, um, I don't know, just like the pink fuzzy slippers kill me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still wearing their uniforms. Like they don't, 
they're not wearing like comfy clothes. They're wearing their right. <laughs> superhero uniforms. Right. Um, I, I just love that they're retired and just living their lives together. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And such a good point. Like they, they remind me of Plankton in that they bring something to the show that is so uh, does not fit the texture of the rest of the show. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Plankton brings like this evil James Bond-esque villain. Mm-hmm. And then these two obviously bring like the Batman style superhero. Um, and yes. just like, you know, when Plankton comes into an episode, they can have like a James Bond uh, or something to that effect type episode. When these two mm-hmm. come in, the whole episode is 1960s Batman, which is just so fun. Yes. But then mm-hmm. what you pointed out, which is also so true, is that they're like this uh, uh, dual package where like not only do they bring in this random superhero motif, um, but mm-hmm. they're pretty much the only regular elderly characters on SpongeBob. Yes. And I just yes, love... Yes, they're not... <laughs> yeah, it's like so core to them. I mean, we'll get into it mm-hmm. in like later in the episode, but the mm-hmm. maybe even more than their superhero-ness, like the defining feature of them is how old they are. And Anytime yes. that they're on SpongeBob, most of the episode is going to be jokes about the elderly, which is just so funny to me. <laughs> I I love I the first old person I thought of in SpongeBob is I don't want to be a burden, and it's like <laughs> yeah. he he doesn't even we don't even really old man right. Jenkins like yeah yeah just isn't even a character and these guys get to have like a full arc totally. and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. As I think about it, if you said like SpongeBob old person, like by word association, I think of uh, <laughs> see you later brand flakes. Uh, but, but it's like rare that you get just the full episode is like hanging out with the elderly, yeah. um, which mm-hmm. is just another Love thing that it. makes them so great. But so we're ahead of ourselves. Obviously, at this point in the episode, uh, SpongeBob and Patrick haven't even thought about how elderly they are. Um, I just mm-hmm. love this aspect of SpongeBob and Patrick that we see them just playing, and we've seen them like blowing bubbles mm-hmm. together and like passing each other notes and, and jellyfishing and stuff like that. But this is the first time that we see them in full costume. Like they watched a cartoon, they're so psyched mm-hmm. about it, or I guess it's live action in their world. Um, and now they're just running right. around the neighborhood uh it's just like so delightful seeing them just be kids here and then Mm -hmm. just how annoying they are to squidward uh some other notes i have here um first i tried to write down every sea creature reference in this episode but there were too many i didn't catch them all but we get our first one here i think patrick says leaping lamp rays um which is great (laughs) and then also this is just like a nerdy very specific uh note but spongebob has eyebrows here at the start of the episode um and it works obviously he usually does not have eyebrows but it works for the costume that he's Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. and then also i have written down uh the first i don't even know if we're like two minutes in and we get the first meme uh pulled from this which is of course squidward uh lowering his sunglasses to see what spongebob and patrick (laughs) are doing i like also how they say like blast right reflecto has become too powerful like no one says blast but like (laughs) i mean that's probably you know something batman or robin would have said too but I, I, i thought that was cute no that's great yeah so spongebob and patrick are uh bothering squidward uh they um erect a tent around him because they believe that he's being uh 
uh, powered by the sun. Squidward gets mad um, and they run inside their home uh, to, uh, I, I think they say something like retreat and run inside the pineapple um, and Squidward is chasing mm-hmm. after them to yell at them. They're freaked out and they ask uh, the question that we should all be asking ourselves. What would Mermaid Man do? What would the real Mermaid Man do? Why don't you ask him yourself? Elaborate, you vile thing. <laughs> he and Barnacle Boy live in the retirement home on the other side of town. Hmm. They must be working undercover. Yeah. Now, please leave me alone. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy reunite! <laughs> A uh, couple notes here. First, I just love SpongeBob's line read on elaborate. <laughs> it's just very, very funny. And then also for the film nerds listening, uh, I love the Dutch angle that we get on SpongeBob, the 45 degree angle as he's like yelling at Squidward. Uh, you can just tell that Steven Hillenberg and them grew up on 1960s Batman and are just like enjoying reliving their childhood with SpongeBob yeah. and Patrick. Oh, man. I, I, I watched a little bit of sixties Batman and Robin growing up, but I, so I like could recognize some of the references or some of the, yeah, like camera angles and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, but it, it's just perfect. I love it. I love this episode. Yeah. Yeah. But elaborate you vile fiend. I mean, I (laughs) LOL'd at that. (laughs) Same. Uh, Right before this, we get them uh, opening up the, uh, a box um, and Patrick remarks donuts and that is going to be the rings for the episode. Well, the continuity of that is hilarious. Just that there's always another bite right. taken out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, out of Patrick's at least right. <laughs> because that would be me. And that kind of was like, I, used to put donuts on my finger to do totally that. <laughs> same anytime i definitely re- i i did it with like anything that like would work as a ring but also just as a kid mm-hmm. after watching this episode i would always try it with a donut it really does not work at all mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't work no. and it just it gets your hand all messy or whatever yeah and i loved mm-hmm. i didn't notice until this watch through but not only the continuity of, of bites being added, uh, but the sound designer uh, thought it would be either necessary or just funny that you you hear the bite mark off screen every single time that they're getting the rings out, which is so funny. I didn't notice that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So uh, they decide that their mission is going to be to reunite Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. And now we actually get uh, them at the old folks home. Sandy Shoals, I think. Oh, Shady Shoals. Shady Shoals. That's it. And just so good good like i wrote down i love the background old people like the attention to detail that there's just constantly an elderly person like wandering in the backgrounds not knowing what's going on it's just so good we get spongebob and patrick's first interaction um with mermaid man and barnacle boy um and it doesn't go exactly how they expect it will go but you can't retire there's evil afoot I love that um, they're just blissfully unaware of how they are traumatizing Mermaid Man. (laughs) Like, obviously, to the viewer, it's like, this is not how it was supposed to go. But SpongeBob Mm -hmm. and Patrick are like, this is perfect. We're meeting our idols. This is exactly how we (laughs) thought it would go, you know? Yes. And you would think, like... As he's screaming evil, that someone that either SpongeBob or Patrick would be like, oh, that's the word that triggers him. Like, right. yeah, uh, yeah. We, we shouldn't be saying that. And then SpongeBob, 
all I said was that there's evil. (laughs) Yeah. uh (laughs) Just shut up. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that that becomes a staple for the rest of the show, that that's like a trigger word for Mermaid Man. I love these voice actors. Yes. Um, Thank you for reminding me that we got to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of, yeah, get there for a little. I actually don't know how to say it's Ernest Borgnine. Do you know how to say that? Ernest Borgnine and Tim Conway. Yeah. And I think um, I actually don't know. Maybe you know more about how many episodes they were able to do, because I think Mm -hmm. they both have passed away. Right. Yep. I think. Yeah. Um, But I love like I just think they were perfect. And it sounded like they're um, in the minimal research I did that, like, it was kind of an instant fit for them to play these parts. Right. And I anyway, I just I think that they're brilliant, especially Ernest, because it's just like this. I can't even describe it, like kind of throaty scream that he does. And like, just I don't know, their their dynamic together is great. But I think that their voices are just completely perfect. (laughs) Yes, they are so perfect. Um, I actually have a quote here from uh, an oral history of SpongeBob SquarePants. Jenny Monica Hammond, casting supervisor and production manager, says about this episode, um, when Steve and Derek were casting for Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, to the best of my knowledge, they already knew that they wanted, wanted Ernest Borgnine and Tim Conway. Steve and Derek liked them from McHale's Navy, and they were the first two on the list when they wanted to cast. They went directly to them, and they both accepted, so that was not a difficult casting. Just another example of the genius of Steven Hillenburg that from day Mm -hmm. one, he knew like, I want these two. Uh, They are like old timers from this old Navy show, which of course it was like a Navy show. Mm -hmm. I feel bad that like, it's kind of lost on me the significance of them being on the on the show. I'm sure when my dad first saw this episode, it probably like meant a lot more to him. Like, oh, they got mm. these two or whatever. Um, but I just also love that very clever having elderly actors play them. Yes, I was just thinking that because mm-hmm. not a lot of shows would make that choice. Right. Because I mean, how many voice actors can? I mean, doesn't Tom Kenny do? I don't want to be a burden. You know, like I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, most it, of this the was voices, a really cool choice. Most of the voices are, you know, like a from a list of like five people that are always on SpongeBob yeah. doing all the background mm-hmm. characters or whatever. But I just mm-hmm. love that A, they sound elderly. Um, B, obviously yeah. like the pop culture reference of getting them on. But C, that they just sound like normal people while everybody yeah. else <laughs> sounds like, you know, cartoon characters. It's just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then on top Oof. of that, like I feel like the, you know, more uh, quote unquote obvious pick would have been to just get Adam West, who who played um, Batman. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And other shows, you know, would do that. I mean, Simpsons has had Adam West on. He's a recurring character on um, Family Guy. And then uh, mm-hmm. Fairly Odd Parents, which would obviously come out after SpongeBob, just wrote in mm-hmm. Adam West as a regular superhero was it called <laughs> right. Catman or something? But yeah, so that would have been like the obvious pick. I just love that they didn't do that. They just picked two classic Hollywood actors to yeah. just be on this cartoon, which at this point is not like a, a takeoff success. And so for them no. to be like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. It's just so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's a part of what, I mean, makes this, they were in it for the long haul. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they knew this would be, Um, This was something special. So, yeah, I also um, I can't remember where I read this, but that originally 
was it supposed to be Barnacle Bill? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. In Mermaid Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the the drawing, one of the drawings I saw was not cute. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you've seen that. Yep. Have you seen yep. that? <laughs> yeah. Steven Hillenberg's original oh. drawings of all the characters look like pretty, for lack of a better word, sloppy. Not because like, like I think he wasn't mm-hmm. trying, but like his art style was just very like disturbing or like weird. But yeah, especially mm-hmm. on those two, I think because they're humans, <laughs> they look very mm-hmm. unnerving. But also really cool that yeah. he just had that intention from day one of creating the show that there will be two yeah. humans that live in Bikini Bottom as superheroes. Yeah, that that don't need a helmet like Sandy does, right. which uh-huh. makes zero sense to me. But right. and we, yeah. I guess they're superheroes. They can breathe underwater. And we won't think about the fact that like they are Squidward's height. But yeah. in the movie, <laughs> oh my, we so learned terrifying. that SpongeBob is like three inches tall, you know. um but so question for you sarah uh before we keep going obviously spongebob and patrick just like lose their minds uh, about (laughs) meeting their idols so have you ever had a moment like spongebob uh where you had to try and control uh your excitement as you met one of your heroes well I actually have (laughs) i had a few moments that i could think of i'm i'm a very like easily excitable person <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um i did you uh grow up watching even stevens at all i did not a ton but i'm familiar enough okay. with it yeah um it was like one of my favorite shows growing up and so i like religiously watched it i like grew up with a <laughs> well don't tell anyone but a pirated a few pirated no. dvds <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. Um, and just, I mean, I watched it all the time. And so there is a, a smaller character who's one of the older sister Ren's best friends. Um, and her name's Monique. And she, I mean, she's not in every episode. She's in quite a few, you know, she's a funnier character. I think she's supposed to be from Texas. Anyway, yeah. Um, I was... 9,000% sure that I saw her. I was at um, a music festival in Chicago yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, I could be wrong. Like, because this was what, like over 20 years ago, or I, I don't even right. know how long ago it would have been that she was in this show. Um, and I was like, there's no way it's her. And I kept looking at her. I was like, no, it's definitely her. And yeah. I mean, I'm with my friends who could care less. They're like, I don't, I don't know this character. Like i watched even Stevens twice. They don't know. And I'm like, okay, this is her. I have to say something. So I went up to her and I was like, hi, um, this is so random, but like, were you, I think I, I don't remember how I introduced myself. She like thought that we knew each other and I was like, oh no, 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 no. Like, I don't know you. I just (laughs) grew up watching even Stevens. (laughs) And she was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about like, I, I loved working on that show, but like, obviously it wasn't like the only thing she did in her life. She forgot she like, about working on even Stevens. <laughs> no. I so think funny. it was, it was just like a smaller part in her life. And she right, was like, I right. loved that character, but like, you know, people don't really bring that up to me or whatever. And I was yeah. like, um, yeah, you are one of my favorites. And so then I was like, this is so annoying, but can we get a picture together? Because like, yeah. this is the best thing ever. <laughs> and I sent it to approximately like one person, which is my cousin yeah. oh, and my brother who also right. grew up watching it. Um, and I was like, guess who I met? <laughs> but so I mean, great. the smile in that photo is 
you know, almost the exact same smile as SpongeBob and Patrick in right. front of the TV. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, yeah, man. So it seems like you like held your composure well enough, like you didn't embarrass yourself in front of her or anything. I I didn't embarrass myself, but then later I was like, man, I I was smiling a lot, and I like right. asked her for a hug, and like I mean, yeah. <laughs> nowadays I would not be asking for hugs, but <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I bet she was probably flattered by it. It sounds like she had a, a good response, less like a barnacle boy, you know. It was. It was a good response. I, I feel like out of in the grand scheme of things, a very good um, D-list celebrity encounter. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> Anyway, we were way <laughs> off track, so we should get back to the episode. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, but so uh, SpongeBob uh, and Patrick obviously get kicked out of the old person's home, um, and they decide that they need to get them back together. But I'll just let uh, SpongeBob and Patrick speak for themselves. Wow. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. It's too bad they're old. What do you mean, Patrick? Old people are the greatest. They're full of wisdom and experience. The world needs Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Someone, somewhere is in trouble. And I won't rest until Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are out of retirement. Ooh, pretty lights. Two hilarious uh, line reads from Patrick. <laughs> it honestly kind of dates the episode that Patrick's like, too bad they're old because this was made at a time where it was like, you can never bring back, you know, a huge franchise if if the main characters are now elderly. Oh, right. <laughs> Disney and Marvel have now, like, disproven that several times over. I don't several know if it's times. a good thing or not, but especially because yeah. I feel like some of the jokes in this, like, actually happen in real life with, like, Harrison Ford breaking his leg on every new Star Wars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so funny. And so, again, so funny that the obvious thing of, like, these are not your heroes heroes anymore they are old and decrepit like patrick sees that and it's obvious to him and spongebob is just like what are you talking about <laughs> and like can't even <laughs> understand where he's coming from yeah <laughs> so uh, another great line read uh quickly spongebob and patrick they reunite again uh, patrick has taken a few more bites <laughs> out of his donut ring and <laughs> spongebob just praises and gives his adoration um, for Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy directly and uh, tells them why they've got to uh, come back out of retirement. What do you want from us? Hold on. Just let me look at you. Stay alert, Barnacle Boy. He, he's up to something. Will you come? Will you stop calling me boy? Do you remember the time the food supply in Atlantis was running low? So you invented a ray gun that made things grow six times their size to shoot at the kelp gardens? But then, the evil man Ray swoops down and swipes the gun away and shoots all the algae. And he gloms onto the undersea dome. And he starts sucking on the glass. <laughs> it's just such a good range. The very, very understated. Hold on. Let me just look at you. It's just so <laughs> weird, but hilarious. And then uh, the dedication that Tom Ken Kenny has to say sucking on the glass, like, I don't know how he did that, like holding his tongue or what, but so good. And I, I to this day, like, think about that. I'm like, is he saying glass? Is he saying gas? Like, right. what? And it's so gross. And the guy with his lunch, he's like, 
stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so uh-huh. cute. I don't know. It's He's so very dedicated cute. to telling the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Such cute expressions on SpongeBob. Like he's so yeah. <laughs> expressive with his face, like how excited he is and mm-hmm. stuff. To go back a little bit. I just, I died and he goes, would you, cu- would you stop calling me boy? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. He kind of just has to think about it for a second. Seriously, come that out. is just a perfect <laughs> example of like the organic line reading that they're getting out of Tim Conway, like just yes. in the room, like mm-hmm. stammering over his own words. And I love I wrote down I love when they keep ta- calling SpongeBob the TV repairman. Yeah, I think uh-huh. it just happens twice or three times. But I love that. It's so good. <laughs> anyway. And then after this, we get like a classic line that I still quote to this day. Can't remember exactly how he words it, but basically Mermaid Man is throwing them out and and goes into the line by the power invested in me i now pronounce you man and wife throws spongebob <laughs> out of uh, the old person's home and, and patrick asks how it went and he says well i'm married now which is just so stupid but so funny <laughs> oh man i love it i love it so much because it shows like okay clearly mermaid man is upset but also he's like a little bit you know senile like <laughs> right, what in uh-huh. the world are you saying Anyway, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah. it's power vested in me. And he said yes. invested, which is yeah, hilarious. Uh-huh. So <laughs> anyway. good. Uh, no, but I'm married. <laughs> so obviously SpongeBob and Patrick are like still trying to figure out how to get them back together. Uh, SpongeBob's uh, costume and Patrick's costume is so funny. It's so cute. Him dressed up um, <laughs> as just like a lady with uh, lipstick and like holding a purse. And he's got like a Southern accent for some reason yes. and how it like almost works. They paint the invisible boat mobile, which is just so much uh, just good stuff back to back to back. Someone says mumbling Maurice. I don't. Someone. Google that and, and let me yeah, know. Yeah, I think that is. Yeah. I think it's Barnacle Boy, but I don't know what a Moray yeah, is. Neither do I. Oh, an eel. Is it a Moray oh, eel? Oh, yeah, it probably is. Look at that. We're just learning so much. Wow. I, I'm sure I say <laughs> this too much on the podcast, but I just admire stuff like this where Steven Hillenberg, it's just in his brain from being a marine biologist. Right. And now, you mm-hmm. know, 20 plus years later, we're just on a podcast like, oh, I'm learning like on the fly about marine biology from this <laughs> children's <laughs> yes. show. So obviously interject if you have any other thoughts, but we're getting towards mm-hmm. the end of the episode. I love the um, mirroring of the opening cartoon to now uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mermaid Man's actions when he decides he's had enough. They throw a water ball. It doesn't work. It just makes SpongeBob giggle, which is so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then they call the creatures of the deep. Um, I just love that like callback and I just love how disappointed they are at how old the creatures of the deep are now (laughs) and just like the lack of continuity and that like in the show they're just like animals like we would know them but now they're like people fish they've lost some of their luster i love that line that's the line (laughs) i think i think the creatures of the deep have lost some of their luster it's just so good (laughs) um but so obviously they uh kick spongebob and patrick out um and according Mm -hmm. to spongebob uh, it's mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, Patrick. Yeah, we did it. I did it. I feel five years younger. Oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> we did it, you old coot. Who are you? <laughs> oh man, there's so much good there, but that gets me every time. Yeah, I don't know what got me more, the Who are you? Or I feel five years younger. <laughs> 
<laughs> doesn't say like 25. <laughs> so obviously the uh, the episode ends with them. They do revive the show. Only now they're, um, you know, just getting lunch, playing chess, stuff like that. Um, and and uh, SpongeBob mm-hmm. winks at the camera um, as the episode closes mm-hmm. out. But uh, Sarah, I'll let you have like the last word on this episode. What makes this episode so great? I mean, you already, I guess, heard why I think that these characters are so great. But what I love is that, I mean, this is a little bit sappy, but I love how there's so many times where <laughs> where SpongeBob really does like make people better. Yeah. <laughs> and like he like makes life a little bit more fun. And so not that they were not doing great in their rest home. They're just living their lives. But like they did get kind of this fun little adventure. Obviously they do want to be left alone. Like they don't want SpongeBob to just be visiting every day, but then they, you know, got to get rid of them together, which was kind of fun for them. And now I think it's pretty cute and endearing that they're still superheroes, even in retirement. Like they're still, going to answer the phone mm-hmm. and they're still going to play checkers but it's going to be exciting and um hey maybe i would watch that show too oh, the the yeah. new adventures of them <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah that's so great well so that's mermaid man and barnacle boy uh let's take a quick break and then we will be back with a classic episode pickles Welcome back. We are back uh, with the episode Pickles. Uh, We open up with um, SpongeBob working at the Krusty Krab, just destroying it, making extremely specific uh, sandwiches, uh, crying Johnny, stuff like that. Um, And we get uh, an awesome glimpse into how much SpongeBob loves his job and how much uh, Squidward hates it. Twelve Krabby Patties on wheat buns. One dozen crying cows on the farm. <laughs> Thanks, Farmer Brown. It's been a thrill serving you. Can I get some extra salt? We're all out. Could you check? No. <laughs> Let me guess, Tiny, a small salad. I'll take a double, triple bossy deluxe on a raft. Four by four animal style. Extra shingles with a shimmy and a squeeze. Light axle grease, make it cry, burn it, and let it swim. We serve food here, (laughs) sir. I got it already, Squidward. Puddle pass. So many good lines in there. I, uh, so much. <laughs> Squidward, I lost it at Squidward's... Uh, well, so first, we get the first meme right away of this episode. Daring, sir. It's now like a viral <laughs> meme. But I lost it at uh, Squidward um, being asked if he could get the salt. And he says, we're all out of salt. And he asks, can you check? And he just pauses and says, no. That's just so funny. <laughs> and then I also lost it at... I didn't realize how like brutal Squidward is. He calls pickles tiny, which is like so mean. <laughs> it's really mean. Yeah, but then the the best one I think is just the pause, and then we serve food here, sir. It's just so good. Yes, I wrote that down. We serve food here, sir. That's one of my favorite lines. Uh-huh. And also the all of the gross like 
things that bubble bass orders like yeah. it's perfect it's uh-huh. so disgusting i don't want that patty yes it's just so good <laughs> i love that spongebob gets like a rival here um obviously we've yeah. had plankton in the past but that's kind of more mr krabs's rival and here we don't get mm-hmm. bubble bass a lot in the show but i just love that like just for this one episode he is like there is some untold history between SpongeBob and him. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I just love how much Bubble Bass sucks. <laughs> like they do such yes. a good job. His voice is annoying. He looks annoying. <laughs> his order is annoying. And you just like yes. within 60 seconds of him being on screen, hate that character, you know? You know, like exact. He's the perfect like villain for this episode, the perfect nemesis. Like, Oh, he's just so gross uh-huh. <laughs> and annoying. So obviously, uh, Bubble Bass orders this huge sandwich. Uh, SpongeBob seemingly makes it perfectly, but apparently uh, has forgotten the pickles, which absolutely destroys SpongeBob. I just love, uh, I notice on this watch through, he absolutely just launches Squidward as he's walking out. He picks him up and just <laughs> chucks him and he flies past the yes, camera. Yes, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, and then asks for um, his his money back from Mr. Krabs. And it's just $2. It's a microscopic fine print uh, money back guarantee <laughs> on the menu. And it, I had noticed this before, but it's so genius how the writers perfectly set up that like he in some way is an enemy to SpongeBob Squidward and and Mr. Crab. So yes. he crushes SpongeBob by proving him to not be good at the one thing that he's best at. He physically mm-hmm. just assaults Squidward and then like <laughs> takes the one thing that Mr. Krabs can't be without, which is two dollars yeah. change. Also, side note, I think he also tosses Squidward when he sees SpongeBob, right? Yes, like, he does. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he says he throws him and then he says square pants. So yeah. Squidward's been brutalized a few times already. <laughs> yes. So good. Uh, so SpongeBob is obviously crushed um, and can't figure out what went wrong. Bun down. Mustard. Then ketchup. Lettuce. Then the pickles. No. Mustard down. Buns up. Down. Ah, where's the patty go? Pickles. Ketchup. Wait. Oh, bang. Bang. I'm losing it. Bun down. Shoe. Mustard. Pan. Mr. Krabs, I am so confused. I can't remember how to do anything. Why don't you take the rest of the day off? Oh, no, Mr. Krabs. Who will make the Krabby Patties? (laughs) Oh, don't worry about that. We got Squidward. (laughs) I just felt so bad for SpongeBob, which speaks to how good they like make him sympathetic but he's just so mm-hmm. crushed and he just feels so bad for him and then i just love any time that they have somebody other than spongebob uh, at the grill whether it's squidward or mr krabs mm-hmm. i don't know why but it's just so funny how like incompetent they are every time that it's somebody oh, other than gosh, spongebob yeah. cooking and i mean part of spongebob's charm is that he is really really good he's a great fry cook i mean episode one we see that and (laughs) it's just yeah i mean anyone else doing it obviously is not going to do a great job but they make them so bad (laughs) right being a fry cook yeah it's hilarious yeah it's good that you point out like episode one sets up how good of a fry cook he is because this episode Mm -hmm. kind of is like the conflict of it is it's tearing apart episode one and it seems i don't know if it was intentional 
but it seems like there are some like intentional throwbacks to episode one and even just like the dialogue and how it's just Mm. like everything that happened in that episode you're gonna watch be undone by bubble bass um and just Mm -hmm. one incident for 11 minutes uh and then only other thing that i need to say from that scene is that i am so confused is now um a line in my repertoire that i constantly (laughs) quote (laughs) And it's the inflection of it because he, yeah, I, I almost thought they used the same sound bite like multiple times throughout the episode because it's so like ingrained in my memory. Also, you can relate to this, but sometimes when I get a really bad headache or a migraine, mm-hmm. I, my brain is so fuzzy. And then, and then I say in my head, I am so confused. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I use it so many times and I couldn't even remember what episode it was from. Um, mm-hmm. I just knew that like at some point SpongeBob says it in that exact inflection. Yeah. I am so yeah. confused. <laughs> and like, if I'm at work, if like mm-hmm. I'm at the grocery store and can't find something, it's just like yes. burned into my brain. Mm-hmm. Me, me too. <laughs> cool. So SpongeBob um, is at home. This is a pretty uh, n- uh, nondescript uh, soundbite, but I just thought it was so funny and relatable. I had to pull um, SpongeBob not being able to. Uh, he, he's just spent all night trying to remember what order he lays in his bed, and now he can't <laughs> turn off his own alarm clock. Just so cute and sad, Gary just <laughs> clogged in the alarm clock. <laughs> Until it turns off. Who knows how long that'll be. <laughs> uh-huh. But this one, this was like one of the scenes from this episode that I was like, I've actually lived that where you wake up and you just like cannot for the life of you turn your alarm clock off. And it's just like screaming at you. And you're like, I've done this a million times. Why can I not figure out how to just turn this yes. off? <laughs> so frustrating. I also, when he's going in between his mattresses and like trying to figure out where to sleep, he says, um, nope, non-negatory. Yeah. And I feel uh-huh. like I also say negatory. Like I had never said that until I yeah, watched yeah. this episode. And then I thought that was like, word to you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's a good point. I didn't catch that, but negatory was definitely in my vocabulary as a kid and I could not remember mm-hmm. why. And I feel like now, yeah. yeah, I've just realized in this moment that yeah. of course it was SpongeBob that put it there. <laughs> it all It's always SpongeBob. <laughs> it's always SpongeBob. Um, so we get to see Squidward trying to work at the Krusty Krab. I just love, he, he burnt my fries. He burnt my sandwich. He burnt my shake. It's just so funny. <laughs> and how much Squidward is suffering at the grill. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Mr. Krabs now realizes that he has to go get Spongebob back. He's got to get him back in the game somehow. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught this, but pay attention on this next sound clip. So obviously, visually, Mr. Krabs gets to the door. There's a toaster hanging from the door around the house. He's got like peanut butter and jelly nailed to the walls and stuff. But I'd never Mm -hmm. caught before um, what they do to the music. Uh, See if you can like catch it on this clip here. Spongebob! SpongeBob! Mr. Krabs, hello. Do you how do? Why are you talking funny, man? I anything can't do right since because pickles. Oh my gosh, it's backwards! Yeah, exactly. I had never noticed before. It's oh so funny. I had I just thought it was a weird 
because you don't hear that ever again. I don't. Well, I've never heard it, but Uh that is so interesting. That's hilarious. Yeah. So clever. I never noticed that until this like last watch through. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's like a song that they usually have on the show playing Mm -hmm. backwards. For me, this is my line of the show that I always quote uh, is do you how do. Uh, literally i was about to say that (laughs) yeah yeah all through college especially when like my my brain was just burnt trying to like get some assignment done or something Mm -hmm. and someone would try and talk to me my response was always do you how do (laughs) i think that this is the first time uh and one of the few times that we see mr krabs over at spongebob's house but even just like interacting with him outside of work in general Mm -hmm. i think also It's interesting. I mean, it's kind of, to me, it was like Karate Kid type vibes. Um, And like, I don't know. I don't really see Mr. Krabs as like a big mentor all the time. Like he's kind of just doing his own thing and like he's just a boss. And um, it's he clearly is like, okay, well, I need a fry cook because Squidward is horrible at it and I need him to come back to work. But he is like he's like trying to encourage him, too. And so I I just think it's kind of it is fun to have him in his house and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to pump you up. Normally, it's like Patrick that's pumping SpongeBob up or SpongeBob doing that to someone else. But um, it's just an interesting dynamic, but it makes sense because it's for work. It's just hilarious how like days pass. Like it's it's just multiple days and nothing happens. He picks up the bun and then he's like, nah, no, no, (laughs) no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That leads us right into this next. It seems like a callback. I don't know if it's on purpose, but um, to Mm -hmm. SpongeBob getting pumped up to go back or to to apply for the job at the at the Krusty Krab. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But here, I'll let SpongeBob speak for himself. I got it. I got it. It's all very clear to me now, Mr. Krabs. It is? Yes. I finally realized that I can't do it. I can't do it, Mr. Krabs. I'm a failure. Don't talk like that. Don't you get it, you crustaceous cheapskate? I can't make a double Krabby Patty with the work. I can't put a patty on a bun with lettuce, cheese, onions, tomatoes, ketchup, mustard, pickles, and top bun together in that order. It's time. So his, like, uh, I can't do it. I swear that's got to be a reference to the first episode when he bumps into Patrick right before going into the Krusty Krab. Oh, then also, yeah. I, I didn't notice that until just now playing that clip uh, it, it, that he calls him a crustaceous cheapskate. It's so funny. Oh, my funny. gosh. I wrote that down because I that's like something also burned into my brain. Mm-hmm. But it's not something I mean, how who would you ever say that to? You wouldn't. Right. So, like, <laughs> I don't ever say it, but I never I think there's some words like, I mean, I wasn't watching with subtitles or anything as a kid. And so like, I had no idea what he really meant by that, but like a crustaceous cheapskate, what a hilarious insult. Like that's just great. (laughs) And so specific to Mr. Krabs, of course, being a crustacean (laughs) is so good. And then I love, I don't know if this is the first time that it's happened on the show, but uh, anytime that we see SpongeBob angry, it's just so good. Yes, because it's so rare. But I, he just yeah. loses it. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that it. I think it is the first time, at least in this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like how even how his eyes bulge out, and like, I, I mean, I don't. I guess up until now, I can't remember him getting this upset. But it right. is. It's and it's also fun to see him. I mean, we can talk about this later, but more serious and confident too because usually he's just goofy and having fun but like see him angry clearly he's like confused and upset but and that's what 
that brings the fire and now he's he's ready <laughs> right yeah so good and mm-hmm. we, we need to even though i know that we're like longer than time than usual we have to just talk <laughs> about memes for a second um so yeah this was one that i did not even know um was in this episode it's a super short clip so i'll play it first here hey spongebob's bad <laughs> but that <laughs> The fish waving in the window. That yeah. might be my favorite SpongeBob meme right now because how, like, it's never used with any context. Oh Just like God. a guy passing by. I totally forgot that that was from this episode. Um, That's but, great. Like, I think that uh, most people can't distinguish, like, oh, seasons one through three are, are the good ones. And even, like, mm-hmm. when I made this podcast, like, that, and I would tell people, like, oh, I'm going to go through just the first three seasons that, like, surprise them. And even to hear, like, you know, when you tell someone any classic SpongeBob episode that you think of, for the most part, is probably from the first three seasons. They're, like, shocked. Like, only mm-hmm. three seasons? Like, it feels like it was mm-hmm. on for, like, years when I was a kid. Yeah. What's even more interesting than that is is I almost feel validated in my preference for the first three seasons because it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, people are making memes um, and, you know, they post it on Reddit and it gets downvoted if it's it, like people are like consciously like, oh, that's not from season one. I I, I don't like this meme mm-hmm. or whatever. It's completely right. organic. It's just it whatever takes organic. off, takes yeah. off. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule, like uh, Chicken Spongebob is was like one of the biggest memes a couple years ago, and that's from later, mm-hmm. a later season. So there are exceptions, but just organically, I got to think it's either because people just genuinely like resonate with um, these first three seasons more, or it's because mm-hmm. like even Gen Z is more familiar with the first three seasons um, because that's just what Nickelodeon plays reruns of, and maybe they just don't play mm-hmm. reruns of seasons four through 12 as much but either way it just speaks to like organically just naturally rising to the surface people Mm -hmm. unknowingly can tell that the steven hillenberg years like are like definitive spongebob which is just so fascinating to me exactly so good so uh, as so we <laughs> keep going into the episode, um, we're, we're getting towards the end. Obviously, um, SpongeBob makes it back. Everybody's pumped that Sponge is back. So endearing. SpongeBob's just like gentle push of Squidward out of the kitchen <laughs> as he's just like smoldering. He's like serious, but <laughs> yeah, not mad or anything. Uh, he's like, you gotta go, man. Yeah, 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 totally. My- and so SpongeBob, he, he obviously makes the perfect patty. Or I almost called it pickles. Bubble bass um, <laughs> has it. He says like you forgot the pickles again. He's almost crushed, and then they realize they were under his tongue the whole time. Before we wrap up the episode, I've talked a lot, so Sarah, I want to kick it over to you and just ask like, what makes this episode great? Any other thoughts on this closing scene or this episode in general? Um, I mean, I love that they say, and there's the pickles from last time and there's my car keys yeah. and there's my ride. <laughs> like, uh-huh. The, I mean, how quickly it wraps up because he's like, Oh, I've been found out. Like I can't go do this at other restaurants. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just love that. Um, but I, I love this episode and I think I can't remember if I chose this one because of pickles. I think it was because of pickles originally, right. but, um, I think what makes it good, I mean, it's a classic, but what makes it good is we see kind of a fall and rise again to like what SpongeBob is really good at. And like, right. he's, he's not going to be like <laughs> totally crushed forever. And um, kind of like I said earlier, we know 
he's a good fry cook. We know this. He just had like one bad day and we all have one bad day. And really it wasn't his fault. It was Uh this other guy that's just kind of trying to cheat the system. So I think it's, it's fun to see um, a different side of SpongeBob um, and kind of how, I mean, Mr. Krabs kind of guides him along, but he kind of helps himself get back up, yeah. which is a little different for him too. Um, Cause we see him, you know, as a sort of like kind of, you know, sometimes he needs a little help, but anyway, and it's, it's great to have like the kind of Western saloon type right. yeah. duel at the end. And then it's like, okay, things back to business as usual. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, the, the episode closes out with them giving three cheers for SpongeBob. Three cheers for the return of our master fry cook, SpongeBob. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Cheers for the fry cook who took my place while I was gone. Squidward! <laughs> hip hip! Oh. Hip hip! Oh. Hip hip! Oh. Hip hip! Boo! You stink! <laughs> I mean, he did burn that guy's shake. Right. So I get it. <laughs> Understandable. Well, I was just going to say, I loved how you said this one is maybe self-referential to episode one right? Um, and it draws on some of those, you know, like I, I love that that's kind of how it ends well. And uh, it's just, I also love any episode that kind of ends with Squidward yeah. being a little bit <laughs> taken down a peg. Yes, totally. Yeah. It, it gets everything. Like it's like a perfect ending. Like it's self-referential. It's like mirroring the first mm-hmm. episode. You're getting the three cheers. SpongeBob mm-hmm. is being celebrated, yeah. which just always feels good. Yeah. Um, and then SpongeBob tries celebrating yeah. Squidward, who's the person that no one wants to celebrate. And that feels good because you're like, SpongeBob is just such a good person. And then, of course, everybody hates Squidward, which is just like <laughs> great <laughs> to, to yeah. watch. So it's just like, I don't know if you could write a more perfect ending. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this episode or the ending or why you like it yeah i mean i think that both of these are five out of five spongebob um Mm, yeah mermaid man and barnacle boy obviously introduce like a uh just core aspect of the show and not even one that's like Mm -hmm. you know constant but when it comes up you know like i love that they don't overuse mermaid man and barnacle boy um and it's just like such Mm -hmm. a fun like to throw a wrench in like the the style of the show and then this one's a five out mm-hmm. of five because it just perfectly like uh, I know that Steven Hillenburg, he was always um, very hesitant to, to give himself credit or whatever. Like, no, a lot of people collaborate on the show or whatever. Um, but something that he said in an interview was mm-hmm. like, I invented the chemicals that then all the other writers like create stuff with. And I think that this is a perfect example mm. because it, it sets up a situation. It asks the question, OK, episode one. But what if? And SpongeBob's still SpongeBob. All the characters are still themselves, but we get to see them Mm -hmm. act completely differently in this new situation. Um, And everyone's Mm -hmm. true to themselves. And it's just like a delight to watch, which it's just like at its heart, that is what makes SpongeBob like the show so great is that it just Mm -hmm. feels so good and is so fun watching these characters be their genuine selves. Yes. Oh, completely agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Perfect. 
Well, that's Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy and Pickles. But before we close, um, I think I forgot to prep you on this question, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's, <laughs> I'd almost rather it be just an organic answer, but I'm trying to ask all of my mm -hmm. guests as, as they're on the show, what is your favorite episode of SpongeBob SquarePants? Oh my goodness. I love season one so much. Like if I had to pick mm -hmm. a season, it would for sure be season one. Oh my gosh. I mean, I kind of want to say this one. <laughs> this one is That's okay. yeah, definitely can, yeah. one of my favorites. Um, and I'm trying to think it like what other episodes you've covered because there's just, right. I mean, there's so many good ones, but right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this one. That's great. Well, we'll anyway, definitely that's still, what I would say, but yeah. maybe I'll change my totally. answer at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have you on the podcast again, I'm sure. So maybe maybe your answer <laughs> will evolve uh, over time. Uh, Sarah, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Well, Listeners, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, go check out, go play uh, Lady Revel. Is that how you pronounce it? Revel? Yeah, yeah, Lady okay, Rebel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go play Lady Rebel <laughs> on Spotify. I wasn't sure how to plug that because it doesn't really fit at all <laughs> with right. the, the podcast. That's uh, Sarah's uh, band, to be clear. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other than that, any other closing thoughts before we close out? Uh, no, get out of here, you crustaceous cheapskate. Nice. All right. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> thanks, Sam. You may kiss the bride.